Friday afternoon deploy is salvaged from the dev null of a server at Lofty Labs in Fayetteville, Arkansas. So, episode six is this one. Uh, we had we had our first guest last week. Um, was it Blake? You were supposed to be our first guest, but yeah. you're such a busy dude to to nail down. Uh-huh. It was uh, it was Chris Hobbs came into. Oh, do, you know, do you know Chris? Dude, yeah, I love Hobbs. That was uh, it was pretty good. So that yeah. episode just came out today, and it was pretty fun having having a guest on the show. So we're I haven't just, seen that dude in forever. He's he's just right down the street. Yeah, and I you know I'll, I'll say this: I hadn't seen nearly as much of him until Tyrell came here. And then I, I've started seeing him a lot more. Yeah. He's a, uh, Tyrell's still at malware bites. Is that yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, a malware bites. Yeah. yeah I, I, um, I do some freelancing security work with Chris and so, okay. and then we go like to hike and do redneck stuff together from time to time. Yeah. So I love, uh, yeah, he's good I love Chris. He's, he's a good dude. Yeah. So he came and, and we talked a little bit about like pen testing and, and awesome. uh, that kind of stuff and his polyglot life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that episode came out today, um, and I'm I'm pretty stoked. The guests are fun. It brings an extra dynamic because, yeah. like, you know, the w- without the guests, the first couple of episodes that we did is just our our in the office banter and bullshit that yeah. we are we already listen to all day every day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, so so I guess for the listeners, uh, we we have our guest is Blake Johnson today. Is it Johnston or Johnston? Yeah, with a T. I have this the like, hard T. I have this really bad habit because I went to school um, with a kid that that didn't have the hard T and like really, really would lay into you if you put oh, it really? in there. And mm. so like I'm 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 over cautious about it. it. It happens so frequently that yeah, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Blake, maybe like give us a give us a brief overview Ooh. of you know. Who is Blake, the man, um, uh, and, and what you do? Lover of tacos and beer. Fantastic. Um, I don't know anything about development, so I don't know why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Taco talk. <laughs> Welcome yeah, to Taco, taco talk. talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I work at RevUnit, which is a, an agency in Bentonville, and I write JavaScript all the time. We're it, really terribly sorry to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you may be, but I'm not. <laughs> Uh, JavaScript is my favorite language. Now, now that's when we reveal it's actually an intervention in all of the families when we come <laughs> yeah. in the room. <laughs> I told uh, I told Tyrell I was like, "Hey, we're um, we're we, you know Blake's our guest today, and we're going to interview him." And so then he sent me a list of JavaScript interview questions. Uh, nice. <laughs> we're yeah, yeah. To, we, I wanted to see if we could get you to actually whiteboard stuff for us. Uh, yeah, if we yeah. could ask it in such a way. We I, were we were just curious as if like typically in a JavaScript interview, do you um, do you whiteboard FizzBuzz or you just yarn and install it you just yarn install oh, it because it. it exists right, yeah, right. so um we have this joke uh, uh a bunch of us at revue noted that there is a javascript library uh for everything and that any you, you know you throw two nouns together and there's probably a javascript library for that um like you just make stuff up like turkey corn js it's probably thing. a thing yeah I can write a Python script that like does a Monte Carlo simulation. On yeah, that. yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, you know, I think if someone, because uh, uh, I do uh, a fair amount of the interviewing for the JavaScript positions at RevUnit, if someone came in and was like, 
npm install solution to this problem i would be impressed no one has ever <laughs> tried that actually no one has ever tried that excuse me that that's uh that's pretty funny i don't know we like to we like to razz on javascript but we don't have to use it unfortunately that's because it's it's eating the world <laughs> yeah. well said yeah. it's eating yeah, the world not a compliment <laughs> uh, <laughs> unless you really like javascript yeah and, and then it's great yes. <laughs> so it's just the three of us today we like short team uh alan's traveling Hayden broke his back moving yesterday or something like what? that. And so not literally. In the laborious sense. I, that's okay. right. Yeah. And so uh man, speaking of JavaScript though, like bad week for you to come on the show because you knew nah, we were nah, gonna nah. give you shit, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm prepared for this. I get I can handle it. So as the <laughs> um, as as the probably the closest person to this, maybe I mean, can you tell us a little bit about what happened? We we called it left pad two yeah, yeah. Is that uh, accurate? Um, I think it was worse, actually. Worse mm. than LeftPad. Yeah, wow. Because yeah, yeah. uh, uh, LeftPad, a, a a guy basically got pissed off and unpublished a package that something else depended on. That right. like tons yeah. of other things depended on. It, it was this, like yeah. In this case, what happened was a um, basically a hacker got control of a. Uh, popular, uh, it's popular. I, I say popular, but it's like uh, a very well used dependency, and uh, basically injected some nasty code in there. Steal all your bitcoins. That's- it was like with crypto stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the, and and like we were talking about this uh, at work a little bit, and it, it's it's actually really genius. Like if you think about how the, the long play that this guy made. Oh, for sure. Like for he, sure. He contributed to the project. Yep. He earned their trust. Then the guy, you know, um, which is maybe something we want to talk about as well. The guy eventually that was maintaining it just got tired of maintaining it. Like he was getting nothing out of it. Yeah. Um, and so this this other guy asked for it. And he was like, yeah, whatever, you've contributed. Um, which brings up a lot of like, you know, did you not like, I, I, I don't know. It's that yeah, like, right. Like, but people. what's the expectation there from some from some just so some guy? This like, happens to like align with something we ended up talking about a lot last week, which is that like this is how hacks really happen. It's 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 you're working people, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. That's that's an extremely good con. Yeah, yeah. That's like a, that's like you doing some pen testing, Tyrell, and like you're sl- like I'm still I'm still working this job. I'm gonna get it, and like you come in as like a, an administrative assistant to the CIO. And then just wait for him to name you in his succession plan. <laughs> like as he as he starts like planning retirement, you, you get yourself in. And you're like, ah, now I have the keys to everything. <laughs> I'm actually pen testing Lofty Labs right now, right now, <laughs> waiting to get a promotion yeah. so that I yeah. can so that I can breach things. <laughs> That's yeah. I, okay, so a while back, I read. We'll put it in the show notes. I don't have it in front of me. I'll have to do some homework. But there was this really great Medium article that um, it was a JS developer had written. Basically, this is how this is how I'm I'm hacking you. This is how mm, I'm, I think this I've is read how that. I'm stealing your credit card number, right? Yeah, like that. And he like talked about an active exploit that was running, mm-hmm. and he kind of blinded. He didn't name any of the any of the places where he got it, but it, it was a similar thing. He had built an open source module mm-hmm. that had you know like a, a nefarious payload, um, and you know released it on npm and. The thing that fascinated me about it wasn't necessarily like the code and releasing an NPM because I knew that like obviously I could write some 
terrible Python code and put it on on PyPy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the, the the thing that I didn't think about was like the links that he went through to actually get people to use that module. And it mm-hmm. wasn't direct. It's like, okay, yeah, you make some like yeah. some code that that uh, has a backdoor in it, but then you got to go get a bunch of people to install it. Mm-hmm. Well, what he, what he did was he he contributed. He he like wrapped this really innocuous thing around it. He wrapped um, a really slick interface for um, changing the color of your console log. Yeah, I remember in the JavaScript this. console. Yeah, and so then what he did was he went to he built that library and then he went to like major um, front end frameworks. I don't know which ones, but he went to like I don't know an Angular shaped object mm-hmm. and like contributed a pull request that was like. Oh, I fixed that like that feature request you've been asking for about more logging. Also, I integrated this other module that's really slick that lets us do the warning in a yellow text and mm-hmm. like just got it approved all over the place. And he didn't say what it was. He's like, but I got my module included in another module that then got included into a large, a major framework. Yeah, uh, that was basically like it was key logging, it was key logging and all kinds of stuff. And it was like, well, how will you find me? Well. Uh, one of the things you might try and do is look in the console, but he, he called it, um, like, Oh, it was, it was Schrodinger's exploit or something <laughs> like that. By trying to observe his code, it changed the behavior of the code. Cause if you open the JavaScript console, it, his, his code disabled itself. So you wouldn't see the network press pointing stuff out. Oh, so wow. Who knew how many things? Yeah. So like, it's not, this has been happening. I yeah. Guess. Oh yeah. I, so I think that's, I mean, part of that, I think is that's the internet. Um, as long as there is a way to exploit people and exploit code, like people will find it. So you mentioned it was, I don't, I don't know if you said bigger, but maybe I'll just say you said bigger and you can correct me bigger than, than left pad. What, what bigger the, or worse? Or yeah. Worse or what? what, I think, what I th- so, I, so I think it was, I think it was a little worse. So in the case of left pad, um, they uh, it was it because it was malicious yes, rather yeah. than like just kind just, of like just an open out right yeah because yeah. left pad literally just padded a string yeah. um and and then a bunch of people a bunch of projects uh when they tried to update it or build and they went in, they did npm install or whatever it just didn't work so it was an inconvenience for left pad to, to sort of not be there in this case uh what i found was so interesting is um the code that this guy put in there attacked one company's build process. Uh, the company, uh, well, I won't name it, I guess, but um, so this one company, uh, it had to, someone from this company had to install this module and then it would basically inject itself during their build process. And so it, that's how it would end up like doing things and capturing people's uh, Bitcoin information. So the payload wasn't there except at this one company. Correct. Okay, got it. It only affected this one company. So I was like, what did this one company? Either either he found out, like either he knew someone worked, that worked at this company. He had, to, he had inside information somehow of, of like they do this to build their product. Um, and so, it, I don't know, it's super interesting. Uh, but it's worse because... Um, you know, it may be smaller in that it's the one company, but uh, it, it the malicious intent, I think, is what makes it worse. And, you know, it does point out a, a problem with just, uh, you can't just like blindly accept 
uh, some of these modules that are out there, which well, he gave him the repo. Like he I, was just like, here, you I can know, you can yeah. now publish this to NPM. Like he's just like, take it. I'm I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I'm this, done with open source. This could happen to Ember. It right? could happen like to anything. In theory, right? Yeah. Yeah. You could yeah. Literally, like, hopefully, there's more than one. Well, there was only one guy, so that was yeah. Like the, the the project was small enough that yeah. it didn't have like a board. One of guy four maintained people. it exactly, yeah. and so it wouldn't it wouldn't happen to Ember in that sense, I guess, because there's more than one person. But I mean, there's so much stuff. I was reading. Well, I was reading up on this, um, and like, Leftpad was only like 47 lines of code. So it's mm. not like it requires a ton of maintenance. So yep. for it to be one person that 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 does it, that's like, that's reasonable. Mm. Like you don't need like five people to to manage yeah. five uh, 47 lines of code. But at the same right, like that person has to take that responsibility super seriously as soon as it gets. Yeah, adopted to that degree. And I think uh, JavaScript is kind of unique in the sort of topography of its dependencies, just like when you look at mm. any individual project. Um, when you compare it to like open source Java projects or Python projects, like I can go to a relatively mature code base, one of the ones that we work on here in Python and Django, and like even one that's been around for a while and we've pieced a lot of things together might have a hundred external mm. dependencies. That'd be a lot, right? That'd be yeah. a lot of them, but I can think of the project you're on, Tyrell, had 200 and I trimmed it down at one point like a year ago. Wow. And so, that's, that's so quite a few. I mean, it was like three years of people installing modules. Nice. Uh, <laughs> as, as required on the show, uh, Tyrell follows protocol. All beverages must be opened by the mic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like that's, that's um, that would be a lot, but like in, in JavaScript land. Thousand. Thousands and thousands. How could you ever audit them all? Right. Yeah. No one reads their like package lock file. It, yeah, and, and, and someone, and, someone in, like you npm install a thing that reads your package lock file for you is what actually happens. <laughs> yeah, package right. lock file nanny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, Not JS. Like it's um, you know, it's it's a it's a graph, right? So there's yeah. Every dependency has a dependency, and et cetera, et cetera. And I mean, like you, you, you have that. Like you have a, a dependency graph in Python as well, and so it's not like it's not. You know, other languages have dependency graphs, but like with JavaScript, the size of dependencies are much, much smaller, and there's just mm. much more of them. And any one dependency, like the depth, mm. like when you go to install um, Django, is not a good example because they made it where they only have like two outside dependencies, but like a bunch of Python libraries where you might install something and it installs two or three other dependencies. Yeah, pip install will grab a bunch of stuff yeah, for you. Yeah, but, it, but, it's, but it's, not, it's not like JavaScript right. where you install a module and it's like each dependency, it becomes like logarithmic at a certain point. Yeah, uh, right. Orders of magnitude of stuff get installed. And it's, uh, people blame, I've, I've heard people blame JavaScript's lack of a standard library. Like the language doesn't come with like the kind of robust toolbox mm -hmm. of like, sort of straightforward stuff left pad being a really good example of that mm. like if the language had a left pad in it there wouldn't be a million dependencies out there on a left pad uh, type module and so that's one of the reasons why but I, I still don't like I don't fully understand why JavaScript is is so unique in that way of like the depth of dependencies yeah so JavaScript actually does have a, a pad start it does have one. Yeah. Well, what? Someone just didn't like the interface. So here's so here's a kind of a weird it, thing. It didn't give you. You couldn't do it async. It didn't have like. It probably. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out. I can't remember when it got <laughs> added. Is no. the thing you promised no promises. <laughs> uh, Left pad dot then. 
Yeah, it looks like it got added in like ES 2017. Okay. So, uh, so it wasn't there in the beginning, right? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like when you look at like, um, I guess like this all started around, it was like ECMAScript 5, I yeah. guess. Right? Yeah, and So right. whatever wasn't in ECMAScript 5, there was this sure. huge explosion yep. In 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 like npm of stuff to fill those gaps and like yeah. there's there's lots of cool stuff about yeah know, es twenty sixteen and and so on and like that's where my knowledge is I haven't gone deep on all of the versions that have like been drafted since then but like I know there's a lot more but yeah ECMAScript five really didn't have much of a standard library. no no um and, and and I think it's still the case that like that's what the majority of the internet runs on is es five um. So so something like really interesting though is um not only were there things missing that like really common use cases missing from the standard library but you run into cases where a lot of times um I'm not sure if it's uh if if V8 is the problem or like sort of the underlying compiler but uh you run into problems where like an implementation in a library is actually faster than the standard library. Right. So, um, if you like, if you take Lodash for example, or which is a very popular JavaScript dependency, it does um, basically list manipulation, collection, etc. Um, their map function is faster than the standard library. So that that makes a lot of sense. Like because that's something that would never happen in Python. You're not going to write shit in pure Python that's going to be faster than Python standard library because that's all written in C. Right. Right. Yeah. And and Python's not nearly as fast as JavaScript. Mm. Um, and so you know the the idea that you can write some pure JavaScript that actually outperforms the standard library. Um, that that's a huge reason, right? Why there might be a bunch of dependencies like that, mm. and just people like knowing like reach beyond the standard library when you're optimizing this code because there's faster yeah. ways to do it. And some of the APIs are nicer, right? Like than the standard library. Um, like in Lodash, you can chain stuff together. Yeah, like, and you can make it. You can, and you can make it sort of functional. Um, and all like the polyfill stuff makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah, when right. you can because you, like you said, most of the internet still runs on yeah. on that old version. So. Anything that gives you, you know, I had the other day, I was, um, this, this was surprisingly more difficult than I thought it would be. I was trying, I was, I was building a, a, just a for funsies project and I was trying to get like an upload progress bar. I was trying to Mm. upload a file over Ajax and, um, that was not nearly as straightforward as I expected it to be. I was like, I'll just go look up whatever the, you know, the API is for that. And, uh, it was the first time I had ever actually built an Ajax call. Uh, without using like a library jQuery or mm-hmm. Axios or something like yep. that. And uh, yeah, so I was like the first time I've ever manipulated like XML, uh, HTTP request. Yeah. Like objects and like seeing the, like the, the Microsoft support, the ActiveX stuff, because like, uh, you know, w- just spoiled entirely by all these libraries that give you the polyfills and, and oh, yeah. like you don't have to mess with the, but you have to handle like Ajax is handled completely differently in a windows browser at the API level. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's another reason that you that you get a lot of the libraries is that they do handle some of those edge cases, right? Like that yeah. that you don't, you know, you don't want to reinvent the wheel every time you write something. Um, and you know, honestly, all of the the browser APIs, uh, especially especially when we were in the world where people were still supporting IE a lot, which uh, 
I feel sorry for those of you out there that still have to do that. That's horrible. Those days are so far behind me. It's wonderful. Yeah. It, uh, someone was mentioning in, in like our MWA dev Slack the other day that they still had to do that. And I was like, oh man, that's Yeah, that's I rough. saw that. I felt bad. I don't remember. I don't remember yeah. who it was. But I, I there were like a lot of people chiming in that saying like, yeah, we're still supporting yeah, right. E8 or something Inter- like yeah. that. Enterprise. If you're a heavily enterprise, like old business Yep. thing you've there's just like tons of like network admins sysadmins who yep. are just like got it got that all on lockdown and you're not getting a new browser you use that ie8 yeah and you'd be happy because it keeps you off of facebook the yeah last like time- your your browsing experience is so terrible you <laughs> won't enjoy the internet enough at work to do anything <laughs> to but mess work. around on it exactly <laughs> yeah. I, I really think that's the strategy I, I don't know. I like um, the last time I had to support IE was um, when I was working in con- like dev consulting uh, for a company in the DC area. And that was in, I don't remember the year now, like 2012, 2013, somewhere around there. And um, we were supporting IE 7 and 8. I remember mm-hmm. like, I remember 8 kind of being a dream compared to 7 because mm-hmm. it always oh, moved. Sure. And, uh, and the IE 7 stuff was just killing me. And then I talked to some other people. So we were, we were working in private sector on media companies, but the other half of my consulting firm was focused entirely on government. Mm. And they were like, you guys can shut the fuck up about your hate because everyone at the Pentagon uses IE six and it can't be changed. Oh, and so man. like, so this was, it was years back. And so like the, the line has just moved. Yeah, IE right. the new IE six, but back then IE six was bad, yeah. bad, bad, bad. I actually had to support IE six. I, I, when I worked at Daisy, um, and built their e-commerce platform, Daisy uh, Outdoor Products, the BB Gun company. This is Tyrell built uh, BB guns out of JavaScript. It's true. Uh, <laughs> and PHP. Yeah, uh, P- yeah in, NPM install uh, BBs. Um, no, it, I had to support IE6 because basically the logic was old people buy BB guns. Old people <laughs> have terrible computers. Oh, okay. If the old people with terrible computers... Can't buy these BB guns. <laughs> then we're missing a huge swath of our market. This web, uh, this, so good. this CMS has to support IE6 <laughs> and web TV. Oh, yeah. So needless to say, it wasn't, uh, wasn't the most dynamic of websites, but yeah. it got the job done. Yeah. We had to support, I want to say we supported IE6 when I was at the Democrat Gazette. I, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure my, my app is still roaring and ready to... To give BB guns to children all over the I world was, for Christmas. I was going to say from, from old the, people. That also reminded me that the Democrat Gazette launched a redesign of of the the Little Rock Paper website, but also the NWA one just got redone like this year. And up until that redesign launched, it was still the design that I put together that supported IE six in like 2010 or whenever Man. it was. Confirmed. Still up. My yeah. business. That's my business right there. <laughs> wait, wait. Daisy, Daisy. Daisy.com. What's the URL? Daisy.com. No one judged me. That was so many years ago. That's an old PHP side there. Is that you? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's 20 years ago. That's literally me holding that BB gun. Uh, that's when I built it. So, that's, that's awesome. But hey, I mean, I guess it makes me happy to know that my work is still yeah. successful enough. And like literally the whole e-commerce platform is built around this that like integrates with ERP and like all this crazy shipping stuff. And I think it's fun because... Um, Someone somewhere at the at the Pentagon who's listening to our show because we have a lot of listeners at the Department of Defense uh, 
can access this. They can it access it because, because it it's going to work on yeah, right. IE6. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's what I'm talking about. I also like that they are now inclu- like advertising their guns with the safety glasses. That was not the case when I was a kid. Oh, no. no it's it's required now. I, we were... <laughs> when I was a kid, like on the package, it said like, have fun, point it at your face. <laughs> yeah, Shoot exactly. a G.I. Joe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, <laughs> there's definitely been some, some reasons for that to not be the case anymore. When yeah. you worked at Daisy, did you like just hang out out in the back and shoot stuff with BB guns. That not, was part of the company. Not always, culture, right? No, the best was so there was some BB gun shooting, but that wasn't that common. Um, but the best was when, because it was a very pro gun. I mean, it's literally. I mean, they're air guns, but still, if right. you're selling air guns, you're all right with firearms. Uh, and part of the fun would be when someone in the office would get a new, like, high-powered firearm of some kind, and then just, like, three-quarters of the office, we all go to the rifle range and start shooting this new gun or something. Amazing. Gotcha. It was, it was, it was like, we would lose, like, a half a day of productivity. We were very strict. Things were, 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 were well-managed, well-run, very conservative company, so, like, you, you managed your time, and so it wasn't, like, a super flexible schedule, and, and so you stayed on time. Except when someone got a new gun, and then it was just like it was like it was okay. All rule, all bets are off. That's like totally. That's the opposite of what I was expecting. Or not opposite, but it's it's uh, it's much further down the vector because I was like picturing you guys like cutting loose on a Friday and like setting up soda cans in the back and like ding ding ding. But you're you're shooting like three hundred caliber rifles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were shooting real guns. We had we had summer hours and so we would get half days off on Friday during the summer. So there was there was definitely some some I mean Daisy's a great was there's still a I assume they still are a great company to work for. They were a good company to work for and um it, it to to progress as a developer it was definitely time for me to leave when I left because they needed a web developer long enough to build them a big e commerce platform and all integrate all that stuff and they're just like sweet you did awesome at that. Thanks man. You know how to fix printers? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> like, and you're like, I mean, I, I do. And there's like, cool. You, you like a paycheck, don't you? It's like, yeah. And there's just like, I've been known to dabble. There's a printer. <laughs> there's a, there's a, here's a Windows uh, CE handheld <laughs> device that we scan stuff with. Make that work better. Oh, man. All right, here we go. What is it about uh, printers that make them literally the worst piece of technology in the world? I don't know. They're, had, they are terrible. I had a moment. We had a, um, a copier sales salesperson came through earlier this week and came in. And I was like, hey, what do you guys do here? And I kind of gave him a brief overview. And he was like, what do you guys do for your copy needs? And I was like, we don't have those. Yeah. <laughs> we he's send like, he's like, copiers? And I was like, copier needs. We don't have needs for those. Yeah. Uh, and, and he was like, oh, well, you know, if you change it. I was like, no. Because I didn't, I, like, we have a printer. And that's yeah. what he asked. He was like, you don't ever print a document? And I was like, all right, dude. Yeah, we print a document. He's like, so what do you use for that? And I was like, just some shit we got off the shelf at Best Buy. Yeah, you know? right. uh, that, like, that 150 thing that, yeah. that was really cheap. Of course, we're a small company, right? You get big and, and like, yeah. if you, I don't know, HR seems like it's probably still a pretty paper-driven part of the enterprise. You need copy machines. I get it. But we didn't. And, and like... Uh, and I'm glad that we don't have that problem. I'm glad to not support copiers and printers. Is that like, yeah. how long have you been in, in software, Blake? Like writing code? Uh, writing, uh, like five-ish, right around five years. So like you, you, you've, been, you've been doing this for, for a good while. Like um, what is it about 
And if you've done it for enough small companies, I don't know if you worked in small companies uh, uh, before. Before Revunit, Revun I worked at a like an enterprise, and I wasn't writing software, but I was I was mostly doing BI stuff. So I was so and so maybe it wasn't as bad of a problem at like an enterprise. I worked at a lot of small companies, mm-hmm. and it was just like, oh yeah, like guy who write, person who writes code is lumped in with person who fixes printers in like. Mm. And and pers- oh, yeah, that's person case, who right? changes light bulbs of like enough sophistication, like if it seems complicated, like that's pretty much computers too, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, and like, man, I'm just so glad to not have to do that. Support. Yeah. Printers and yeah. Networking. So it um it when I when I first started working out of college, I worked at a very small software company. Um, I think it was like twenty ish people, probably in that range. And then we got acquired by a very large company. Um, up until the point that we got acquired, uh, it was... And that's when the copy machines came in. No, no, no. There were copy <laughs> machines. This was, this, was in the, this was in the fucking 90s. Well, not 90s, in the, in the 2000s. The, so there were still the copy machines. Yeah. There were still copy machines. Um, but up until that point, like, yeah, it was the dude that knew, uh, that, like, went to college for like I don't I don't I don't forget what he went for, but he supported all those printers and stuff. Uh, in addition to his job, right? And then when he kind of like got promoted up enough, it was some other hacks like role to to, to do that. And then including like resetting the uh, the router and shit like that, right? Yeah. Um. But then finally, you know, when 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 we got bought by a larger company, like they had people that just did that. And so. it was no longer like Thanksgiving at your grandmother's house. Yeah, <laughs> no. But that's like like that's like everybody, right? Like uh, a lot of developers, they're like the tech person in the family. So totally. So it's like uh, my computer, uh, I, like this website doesn't work. I finally gotten to the point where legitimately, I don't actually like I. I still write code and, and I don't write as much these days, but like even when I was like writing code full time in the more recent years of my career, um, I don't know as much about actual like general tech stuff. I just, I write code, but like, and, and so like my, my family caught on to me, like not wanting to fix the cable modem Mm. ever again. But at a certain point, like, they would be like, come on, you know computers. I'm like, actually, I don't have, I don't have a fucking clue yeah. about like modern modems and routers. I don't, I don't know. I don't follow that stuff. And like I had a, uh, my, my dad came to me with a, a phone problem and it was like having to do with his SIM card. And like, I got a SIM card of this size, but I heard you can cut the SIM card in half. And I was like, don't cut, I don't, I don't what? think that's what? right. Uh, you know? And I had to like step back and be like, I, well, I mean, I don't technically know that that's not true. I did, like, did some yeah, research right. and I heard that people were like doing this. You can cut like a large SIM card to fit a micro. And I was like, doing bath salts too. Yeah. Yeah, do it. yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, I was like, number one, don't do that. Number yeah. two, I really don't know shit about like yeah. phones. Don't ask me. Like, I like just cause it's weird. It seems kind of counterintuitive, but like you can get deep enough on writing code and stuff that like, you don't really have to know how computers yeah. work to do it. Like yeah. that's just a tool. That's like, um, like, you know how to, you must be a carpenter. Like, you know how to build floors because you walk on them all day. Yeah. You know? right. Like, nah, not, yeah, actually not at no all. Idea, you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, kind of a, a good analogy. I'm really good at analogies. I, th- mm. I think that, uh, like, anything outside of a computer, I, like, any hardware outside of a computer, I fucking suck at. Like, my, my, <laughs> like I, I'm not afraid to say that, like, my wife is way handier than I am. Uh, yeah. Like, if there's a problem with the fucking microwave or uh, our little Roomba thing, I'm like, 
I don't know what to fucking do. Like, <laughs> you I have no clue. Just when you get it, before you leave today, take a walk around our office <laughs> and know that we did it all ourselves. Yeah. And, and, and see how many engineers it takes to hang a whiteboard. Oh, and, dude. And how many holes they have to put in the wall to do it. Like, Man, there's some, there's, there's some shoddy craftsmanship yeah. around this office. And it's like, damn, people pay us money to build, build shit for them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that seems like a bad investment. <laughs> <laughs> pay, pay no attention to the sheetrock saw. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's true. Like yeah. it, it not, it's not the same thing. No, you know? I don't. There was a time, maybe like where, I guess it was before I was in. Is I'm not into PC gaming, and so I, my 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 computer skills, my actual like yeah. hardware skills have atrophied or something like the, that. Uh, and and not just hardware, but I think what a lot of people take for granted is just like navigating like the interfaces of a like a windows uh operating system like yeah. and that's like half the battle most of the time totally is it's that's, like that's you know what you know how to get around right? i dropped off of windows at like windows 7 was the last uh, yeah, time yeah. i saw it yeah and so i i couldn't help anyone with a modern windows computer yeah in that right regard. have you ever seen the flow chart the xkcd <laughs> for like how to troubleshoot i think it's xkcd uh-huh. it's like a it's a flow chart of like um how to how to like dear grandparents aunts uncles and relatives like we don't actually know that much about computers um this is how we fix stuff when you ask us to and this is flowchart that's like <laughs> what is the thing you're trying to do is there click on all of the menu options is there a thing that sounds like the thing you're trying to do click on that and it's like this it, <laughs> did it work yes no <laughs> have you yeah. been trying this for half an hour like i, I found it i will post it in the, uh, in in the, the show notes, notes but it's, yeah. it's a good one for I, sure. I, I, I don't want to read the whole flowchart. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most boring podcast thing ever. I think like, so, um, you know, I used to, like my grandma, I used to do this with her all the time. Um, and I think like a lot of that is just fear. Like they're afraid. I'm going to break it. I'm going to break it. Yeah. Right. Like, I, like the, um, and, and then I think just when, just growing up, we just, most of us just quickly learned like you can't break it like totally you can right. click, you can click anything yeah. well, and then you can go back because I started <laughs> using this fucking thing when I was three yeah right and if it could be broken I would, I would have, have broken done it that by shit. now yeah. exactly yeah yeah, yeah. 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 We, so we don't have, I think you're right like there's there's a fear thing there's, yeah. there is also a sort of cognitive dissonance like a rejection mm. of technology that shit's real yeah, uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on my dad again. I don't I don't think he listens to the show though. <laughs> Not uh, yet. But but uh, I'll try, I won't post, I'm gonna, post it on Facebook. I'm gonna email him. There <laughs> you go. Yeah. We'll see if he knows how to use email. But you know, like my dad is the is the type of person that um, d- doesn't use a lot of technology mm-hmm. um, and will be like, um, you know. Uh, oh, I got this, you know, new computer repair thing. I, I don't, I don't even, I, I don't know how to work it. I don't mess with it. I'm like, hold, hey, de- hold on a second. Like you used to turn wrenches for GM. Like you can rebuild an internal combustion engine. This is just a fucking power button on it. Like you, you can do this. You are, ch- you are choosing. Yeah. You are choosing not to do yeah, this. Right. Like it's, it's not that complicated. So yeah. there is like, there is a rejection of like, ah, I'm not going to try, you know, or I don't want to, or, or like you said, like a fear of, of breaking yeah. or something like that but i don't know it's an interesting thing i've gotten to where i just don't i don't want to mess with tech stuff anymore yeah i'm ready i'm ready to uh to have like a niece or nephew that can come over and fix my internet for me yeah and it's like my, i'm my, still pretty into that shit so my niece is like a year and a half old so like it's yeah gonna, right it's gonna be and my yeah. son is only he's he's like he's well, only a, a, a six months older yeah. than her. So, like, yeah, I, I, could, I can't remember how old my son is. No, he's like eighteen months. He's yeah. Uh, he'll be doing that shit. Yeah, soon, soon he can fix my computer for me. Uh, so, what's what's amazing? 
and uh, is the 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 quickness with which they pick up on with children pick up on how to like use modern devices totally uh it's mind blowing so yeah. my my 3 year old yeah. is like an iphone wizard oh i bet it's insane henry will pick up like a wooden block and and start pretending that it's a smartphone <laughs> yeah like just like a flat yeah. wooden block he'll pick it up and he like um you know, at first it was just he would put it to his ear because he'd see us do it. But he, like, interacts with it. You can see him, like, tapping mm. it and, like, gesturing on it and stuff. And, like, we might not even be in the room. He's, like, all his toys are in his room. And, and like, he'll, he'll run in there and we can hear him, like, digging through his blocks. And then I'll just hear him. He's in that phase of talking where, like, he says words, but only his mom and I yeah. actually know uh, what yeah, he's yeah. saying. Yeah. And so, like, he'll be in there and I'll just hear him go, like, hello? Which is him saying hello to a block <laughs> in his room. So he's just picking up every block and talking oh, to that's it. That's great. Yeah, and like uh, it's crazy. I remember, um, I remember having that first realization. Uh, it was before I had kids, um, but a colleague that I worked with at the uh, at the newspaper, um, his daughter was probably about Henry's age now. So so coming up on two. Um, and she picked up like a toy phone and was mm-hmm. messing with it. And he said, "Hey, what are you doing?" And she said, "I'm texting." Um, and it blew his mind and it blew my mind too. It was like, how does a kid know what texting they yeah. observe it? But like, yeah, it's like the observing you, it's, it's the combination of like observing other people, the things that they do and like not being scared of anything. Like uh, yeah. I'm afraid, I am afraid to try nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that makes, makes kids really good at technology. It's yeah. interesting. Like, and we don't need to hang out on kids and screen time too long. We'll get Welcome all, to we'll kids get and screen really time. Deep, real, getting, <laughs> real deep, real fast. This is NPR B-roll. But I am, <laughs> I am aware, I find myself very aware of my kids watching me on my phone because like I've had to, I've had to realize all they know of this is fun. Right. And like for me, that's the, it serves as a device that covers a, a variety of needs, mm. but they just see me on my phone frequently, and they're just like, "Dad's on the fun screen all the time." Yep, Dad's just over there he playing, just, playing, just, ga- playing Minecraft, just gaming yeah. all the time. All, all Dad does is mm-hmm. game, and so I find myself being like very aware, like, mm-hmm. "Don't be on the phone," and I don't want to hide, but I also don't want to like. Encourage things. It's a it's a complicated. It's, it, yeah, like, it's so complicated. Modern, I, I modern hate, woes. I hate them personally. Yeah. I, I, I I really do. I've gotten to that point where I'm ready to just like uh, get you a flip phone. Yeah, exactly. I'm ready to get a flip phone and a and a like a pad of paper to write phone numbers <laughs> on and like do it because I don't know. It's just like I'm I'm. It's it's too much and like I had this whole um, I had this realization one day, someone was mad at me for not answering a phone call, mm. family member, friend. I don't remember. It was a couple of years ago, actually, but like it was the point, it was the turning point for me. It was like, I pay hundreds of dollars a month for this thing. Mm. And it's for me. It's not for you. It's, it's like, this is for my convenience to do the things. But what it is, is actually like I'm paying hundreds of dollars a month for someone else to like feel like they have mm. the the privilege to demand an audience with me whenever they want. They're like, what do you mean? Why didn't you answer your phone? You screen my call? I'm like, fuck yeah, I did. I pay hundred dollars so I can screen your calls. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> like, oh man, uh, I was like, this. You know, uh, there was a time where when you were like late for work or late to an event or something like that. Yeah, um, you just like you just didn't get there on time. Yeah, and people were like, I don't know where Tyrell is. Yeah. I don't know. I guess he's somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. And that was the end of it, you know. Uh, but like, I don't know. I, I kind of hate it. I kind of I wish. Yeah. Like, 
it's a, a typical uh, millennial me. Like I can't stand it when people call me. Right. Um, so I will like, I will just not answer. Um, and then I will literally text them right after that. And oh, be yeah. like, what do you want? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I yeah, I just uh, as as I as I started shifting my career into sales, I just had to like swallow that. Yeah, but right. I'm the same way. I grew up in that world. I grew up in like a world where my friends didn't call each other. Well, I mean, we did a little bit, right? Yeah, but like um, we did until texting was yeah, invented. Like texting, I remember texting being around, but it being too expensive. Right. when you're paying per message, but yeah. we had instant messaging. Like, oh I was, yeah, were you on? Were you on AIM? Oh right? fuck yeah, yeah, oh, AIM yeah. and ICQ. Yeah. 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 Do you still know your ICQ number? Nope. I forgot mine. Yeah. That's too bad. That could have been a whole lot more fun. Uh, if we yeah, both yeah. Had a lot of ICQ numbers. Tyrell, do you, uh, do you remember your ICQ number? Did you have an ICQ number? I had an ICQ number. I do not remember it. No, well, damn. Uh, I, I remember the flower. Somebody fondly. out there. I was going to say yeah, someone right? out there remembers their ICQ number, but someone out there. I think it was Jesse. I'm running, pretty sure Jesse remembers I his bet ICQ he does. number. That, that makes total sense. And like, uh, and, and someone that, out there is running like a bootleg ICQ I, I, well, like is cluster it, is it like so you can still around, use it. Like, I'm, someone's doing it. Okay. Didn't it like get merged? It got merged with AIM. Yeah. And then AIM got merged with Gmail. You could like sign into AOL and some messenger with your Gmail account. And I, I fucked that all up. I like yep. merged my accounts uh, and got double messages from everybody. It still exists. It's still ICQ. It still exists. Oh my yeah. God. We're getting uh, rid of Slack, like, everybody. It's like, it's, it's new. Like it, the new ICQ. Yeah, That's like ICQ. the new Zanga. Yeah. Yeah. Zanga's, it, it, Zanga's 2.0 <laughs> out. It's uh, what will they hipster next? Yeah. Um, That's fantastic. So we can move on to something else in just a minute, but I, I did just want to touch on like, uh, for like the the device thing, the the phone thing, right? Um, what I what I find really difficult about it is the the access to uh, information that you're like anytime you want it is addicting. Um, yeah. Like I'll just be thinking about something, or we'll be I'll be having a conversation with someone, and and someone will say something, and I will just my mind will just go off on a tangent. Like I wonder if, and I can find that out right now. Like I like I have the ability to know. Yeah. And that uh, access to the 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 world's oh, information man. at your fingertips, and, yeah, and that's uh, like nine times out of ten. Like that's, that's an- what I'm doing that's on an- my phone. See, that's another thing that doesn't happen anymore. People uh, used to like sit at a bar and be like, "No, it wasn't so and so in that movie. It was there was someone uh, else." Yeah, yeah. And no. then, like after ten minutes of arguing, they were like, "Well, I guess we'll never know unless <laughs> it comes on TNT." Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, I, I remember there's a there's one of my favorite images. I is. Uh, it's a comic where it's like two animals sitting on a couch and uh, one of them's like, I just thought of something. This is, it says, it says like pre Google. It's like, I just thought of something. I'd like to know something more. I would like to know more about. And the other one just says, that's a damn shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. Right? Yeah. Gone are those days. Yep. Uh, well, yeah. Well, one thing we, we made it through, Twice now we've gone through Windows without actually hitting on the topic. Yeah. And, and Blake and I almost got into it before the podcast, but it's like, nope. Yeah. We have to wait. I, I want to talk about this. Yeah. yeah. We got we, we to gotta hit on this. All right. Go for it. Microsoft has given up on the web. They've, we, they're done. They're not making browsers anymore. Which is fantastic. They're just the, going to use Chrome. No. The, the web gave up on Microsoft like A two decades ago. ago. <laughs> but, but, and, and, this, and, and Blake was also happy with that. No, but the, the problem is that they're going to try and they're going to try and squash Chromium, right? They're putting Chromium in. No, no, they're they're Chromium. But that's they're, what I mean. But, but remember the the embrace, extend, extinguish, right? Like that's the fear of Microsoft getting into open source. People said the same thing when they when they rolled out Bash in those like um, 
Uh, yeah, but Chromium's Google backed. That's true. That's that's a, that's, a, that's a right? big fight. Yeah. And, and I'm I for one don't want to give Google everything. And I use I use Firefox, and I'm so sick of Firefox not being supported because it's not Chromium. Firefox is coming back up. Like market shares crossed ten percent, which is I mean it, it it used to be a lot. Microsoft used or yeah. Firefox used to have like I don't know sixty seventy percent of browser share like yep. in that in that gap before Chrome, right? Yep. But it's coming back around. But you're right, that is kind of scary. Like, it's not it's not like I'm on Internet Explorer when my bank tells me I can't use Firefox on my banking website. I'm just like this is very wrong. Yeah, yep. and and yet that's what's going to continue. Yep. But there's no need for multi-browser support anymore because everything's built on Chromium, which means yeah. Google gets to dictate, like, what's HTML anymore? Well, I don't know. Ask Google. We'll find out. Yeah. That's CSS, a, um, like all of that. It's a good point. I mean, like, you can hate my, on, on Microsoft stuff and Internet Explorer or even Edge. I don't know. I See, I'm so far removed. I haven't supported Edge before. I've, I've I, never I even Edge opened okay. Edge. No one, I don't, the Internet's not full of people bitching about it, so yeah. I assume it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, and so, um, you know, but it, but at least it was a, at least it was a contrarian voice. Like right. at least someone but, was being checked. But like, what, what the, like, what the fuck were they thinking though? Like making a browser that works on one platform. Like who the fuck's going to use that? Yeah, well, Windows users, but yeah, obviously yeah. that's it. I but mean, like, that that worked for him for a long time, right? Yeah, but, but like the, that's not. Changed, yeah, that's right? yeah. Times yeah, they are. They're releasing also. Ed, they, Edge is now coming out with a Mac. Like you can use Microsoft Edge on Mac, oh, a file, if not like right now, very soon. Yeah, yeah. File that under shit that I will never do. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then they're gonna, and then they'll, they'll can it and cram Chromium in it, and it'll be like, what's the point? Why, right. why are you doing this? I yeah, can't, I can't wait for them to port the 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 Windows like settings uh, application to the Mac. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so the control when, panel. Yeah. You know? When Windows uh, 10 came out and Edge was first first became a thing. Um, it got a lot of good like feedback from the the web development community, but the the and um, I think the honeymoon period's over on that. But um, the yeah. like, well, I don't think it's that people want only one source of truth. Um, but you gotta like you gotta be like support all platforms because yeah. in in most cases that's what people are trying to do. They want to if you want to reach the most number of people, like you gotta be able to support everything. And when you yeah. when you come out with a browser that's a single platform uh, and that, you know, ha- they all have sort of their idiosyncrasies, but uh, it had some weird shit in it. Um, then like people just aren't going to use that. Like you gotta be, they, if Microsoft wants to like play in that space, they gotta be smarter about it. Yeah. And, and like, I'll be the first to admit that like in recent years, Microsoft has been a lot better. It's come about, a long way. I mean, I was kind of snarky about yeah. like, Oh, it's it, they one platform. That's what got them you know, so far for a long time, yeah. but modern Microsoft knows that that's not the future, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's been changing for a while. There's bash on windows. Like when, when Azure started letting you launch like Linux VMs and stuff, yeah, like right. cloud, it was like, okay, obviously like yeah. the, the, the mentality is changing there. Yeah. And you could argue it's working for them. They just became, I, I, well, I've seen headlines. I can't say I've read an article, but I've read headlines that say their value has now exceeded Apple's. So Apple I tanked, did, yeah. right? Apple had a right. huge. Yeah, they do. They toppled really hard. They like they, Apple had like an earnings call where they were like, it's not as good as we expected, and that took it a little bit. But then there was this battery manufacturer 
that like 60% of their business was Apple and then they cut their earnings like dramatically. Mm-hmm. And then the analysts saw that and, and Apple had this big sell off. But then, you know, I mean, not, not to discredit Microsoft's climbing against that, but yeah, Mike, you know, Apple first crossed the, the first company to do a trillion in market cap. And, you know, did that. And then they slid to like, I don't know, it was like $850 billion. They, yeah. they lost like 15% or something like that. So, so market, <laughs> yeah, Microsoft is up above them, but not quite where they were. So they yeah. passed them that. The other thing, the thing that I find um, interesting and also terrifying, because I'm scared of Microsoft still, um, is that Azure uh, surpassed uh, AWS no. in revenue in revenue quarterly revenue okay. yeah like, but 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 like uh but but by a, a big chunk it wasn't like a, a little bit it was like um it was like I, I forget if I think this was quarterly revenue it could have been yearly it's a big number but it was something like AWS is twenty billion to Azure's twenty six billion I mean it was like mm. you know we're, we're we're talking about like twenty percent like, yeah like because Walmart hates Amazon they mean they made a big deal there yep <clears throat> yeah well yeah and I mean um. You know, Walmart. Walmart's moving all toward. They have like the new partnership with Microsoft, yeah, moving oh, yeah, all of yeah. their infrastructure to Azure. So, um, I'm sure that I'm sure that plays a, a part of that. Um, For sure. Like, and, I mean, and it, and that's not the only deal that Microsoft's making, right? Oh that's, no, that's, that's just no, that's, that's yeah, a big yeah. one, and it's a big, big one. But that's at not least the only it. One. I mean, at least Azure doesn't suck. That's like, that's right. where the <laughs> well said. <laughs> yeah, it's gotten tremendously better. I haven't yeah. used it in two years. When I used it two years ago, I was surprised at how much it had come along, and and now like. It's, you know, you've got lots of like serverless stuff going mm-hmm. on in Azure. You've got whatever the equivalent is to like Lambda. You've yep. got functions as a service yep. and, and AI models and yeah. computer vision, machine it's, learning it's shit. It's way know. better than Google Cloud. Dude, yeah. Google, Google Cloud I spent is some time, shit. Google Cloud's got some sweet um, like AI as a service stuff. Like they're, yes. they're, they're like visual computing stuff, like uh, OCR and like. Can't uh, you just like hit image that with an API? Though. You can. Like, yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to launch servers over there. Yeah, right. Right, and uh, you you can you can use those as external APIs. Those are awesome because that's for like, sure. That's what Google Google's does good best. at. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My personal preference is to spin up a Kubernetes cluster <laughs> yeah. in AWS and then use that to hit Google's APIs for computer. Yeah. Vision. Yeah. Yeah. But like they're they're super good. Uh, yeah, I mean Azure is not that bad. So uh, like I'm you know to Tyrell's point earlier, like I'm I'm happy like there's a competitor. Like that's a good thing. Competition is good. It's yeah. going to make both of them better. Totally. Drive drive that forward. Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise Amazon is just going to swallow the whole internet. Yeah, like JavaScript. Like JavaScript. Mm. Mm. Complete. <laughs> the circle is now complete. It's, a, it's, it's like, like a except, except it's a good it's like a, thing. It's it's like a podcast quine. The, <laughs> the circle is not yet complete. You you still must put the last semicircle. Well, I think that's a show. Actually, yeah, I think I yeah we 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 got kind of riffing there for a little bit. We got we got started kind of late, so uh, yeah, but. Man, Blake, it was it was fun having you on. It, was, yeah, good, it just means we need shit. to have you back, especially yeah. so you can banter back and forth with Alan and, and oh, I can't wait. For we that. Get, you know, by the way, I have to say, uh, Hayden did say hi, and he told me to tell you that React Native is okay. I guess. Okay. Well, <laughs> to, to, <laughs> I, to which Alan replied, "Views better." Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to dive into that conversation. <laughs> well, come back anytime, man. Yeah, dude. So we'll we'll have you soon. Sure. Uh, yeah. Good. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.
Thanks for listening to Friday Afternoon Deploy, recorded and produced by the team at Lofty Labs. If you enjoyed the show, you can subscribe to future episodes via iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also follow at Friday Deploy on Facebook and Twitter for episode previews, live streams, and other behind-the-scenes peeks. Past episodes and show notes on this episode can be found at friday.hirelofty.com. That's friday.h-i-r-e-l-o-f-t-y.com. If you'd like to contact the show, or if you're local to the Northwest Arkansas area and would like to be a guest on the show, you can email us at podcast at hirelofty.com.